Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his nearly superhuman knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Hey everybody, welcome into this edition of Plan with the Tax Man. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. We always appreciate your time, Tony and myself. What is going on, my friend? How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Just on my way out of town and going to take a little R&R on a vacation. You know, we were chatting about that just before we got started, and uh, we'll let the folks in on it as well. It kind of tripped me out. I didn't even think that it might be open, but you're heading to the danger zone, if you will, right? We're heading to the danger zone. We're going to go out to Napa Valley, which I generally go out to once a year. And it seems like every time I go, something crazy is going on out there. And and so, of course, recently with the fires right, that have been yeah. going on, burning right through the valley is, uh, but they say that, you know, the, the, the places we're going to visit are, are open. And of course they're, you know, starving for tourism as, as oh, many sure they places yeah. are. Yeah, definitely. You know, and, uh, but there's a lot of destruction out there. You know, there, there's some wineries that have been destroyed and mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah. sad to see. It really is. It really is. So yeah, it's kind of a weird uh, spot to be in, right? Because these places they're they're they need help, but at the same time, you know, people are kind of afraid to go and there's just all these different things going on. So you know, kudos to you for going out and supporting them, and uh, and hopefully you guys will have a good time. But be safe for sure. Yes, yeah. Well, it, it's weird too, though. You know, I I've talked to some of the wineries. I really uh, kind of told them, you know, I, I don't want to feel bad. I mean, I, I feel bad for you guys that I'm coming out to enjoy myself. You know, and, right, right. And yeah. In the midst of all this misery, and and I don't know, if, you know how I feel about that, but. They all, you know, they, they want tourists. They, if they can do it, they're right. You know, they're like, no, no, come on. You know, yeah, we, we, they out. might, they might want the dis- welcome distraction too. So yeah, you yeah. never know. Well, this week we're going to talk about something a little interesting. We're gonna have a little fun here and hopefully a good way, but uh, kind of following the financial commandments, if you will, we'll present you with five, for lack of a better term, really just commandments that are worth being uh, written in stone, if you will, from a financial or retirement standpoint. And we'll let you uh, dive into those and, and uh, see what you can think of uh, to do some sort of analogy or correlation for us. And sure. uh, so let's just jump in and, and get rolling. Um, these, If you think about these in context, it's kind of interesting. So you might see or read something like on one of these tablets that might say, thou shalt not compare your investments to the stock market without the proper context. And that's a lot of it. You know, we, we tend to look at things in a bubble. We don't tend to look at it, I think, in the right frame. What do you think? Exactly. I, I think that is exactly on point. And I'll, I'll start out with an example. Okay. And so my, my father, who is retired, and every day, he, he loves watching CNN. Every day he <laughs> comes in, oh, the market's up, the market's down. Boy, I can't do what the market's doing. You know, am I, am I invested in this? And uh, of course, we, we do his planning. And so he looks at that, you know, and he sees the Dow Jones jumping all over the place. And I always have to remind him that, you know, for you in retirement, it is in the market. However, you're, you don't have to be worried about that because you're not in it for growth. You're in it for right. the income. Yeah. And uh, we're not looking to get what the market's getting. We're conservatively invested and we have a lot less risk. And so... I think people just look at the news and and compare their investments up or down. And even even younger people, you know, everybody always says, I want to get what the S&P 500 is getting. Okay, well, so, so does everybody. And you certainly could do that with ETFs and all kinds of things. But if you're not willing to accept that risk and that volatility, maybe that's not for you. So right. I think you need to take a look at that. 
Yeah, I mean, it's all about understanding what your investments are supposed to be doing for you at that time. And, you know, that's a good point. So whether if you're 35 versus your dad, right, there's a totally different set of parameters you're trying to accomplish with with your exposure in the market. So again, proper context goes a long way. Uh, All right. Thou shalt not give up on your strategy before it has enough time to play out. Uh, I think that's another one, right? We the fast food world we've li- been living in for a number of years now, Tony, you know, it's like everything's fast food, right? Relationships have gotten to be fast food. People toss those away like they're nothing, you know, uh, it's food, it's this, that, and the other, everything is just disposable. It seems like. And so when things don't go as planned, we tend to just immediately want to swap it out for something else. That's it. And it is amazing to me when I ask people, you know, what, what, what do you view as long term? And they'll say, two years, you know, and, or, or something, you know, really in my mind, wow. short term and, yeah. and trying that's to short term, you know, edu- right? Yeah. Did, what was it? Was uh, Warren Buffett, did he say, if you, if you're not prepared to be in the market for 10 years, don't be in it for 10 minutes. So, yeah. Don't be in it for 10 minutes. Yeah. And, and he's exactly right. And you know what, even when you talk to people about that and they say, okay, I, I get it. I can take a long-term view. I think with our instant access and we have access things like you're talking about so fast that people do tend to push the panic button a little quick mm-hmm. and they allow that fear of, oh my God, I'm, you know, I'm going to lose everything to basically do the exact wrong thing. And that's jumping in and out of the market uh, based on, you know, current news. And, you know, those decisions mostly are emotional and, yeah. you know, they, over the long term, if you just stay put, you're generally going to be, you know, much better off. And, and I got to give my own clients a lot of credit you know, d- during this this crazy volatility since COVID started, some of the younger, uh, or not the younger, but the older people, um, you know, we've moved a little bit to cash, but mo- for the most part, you know, we've been fully invested and the market's gyrated around, but it really isn't that much far off from where it was in uh, March. No, and the so- S&P, you brought that up a minute ago, at the time we were taping this podcast, is over. Uh, mm-hmm. It's higher than pre-COVID numbers. And the Dow is experiencing a couple of good days here in the row at the time. Again, what time we're taping this, it's just what, maybe about a thousand points off the all time high. It looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I turned mean, around there, but yeah, it was, it's uh, up 70 points as we speak, right? You know, right yeah. today. And yeah, we're, we're, we're right near a high. Yeah, exactly. I think the I think the Dow at the total peak was 29, I don't know, 400 and some change. Uh, and I think we're at 28, 300 and some change. So yeah. So uh, again, it's time with this podcast, but it, that's, to your point, it's been obviously a super volatile year to be that high in February, take the 30 some percent plunge, uh, and then be gradually building its way back. But this gradual build back has also come with several days in a row of, or weeks in a row of dropping and then weeks in a row of climbing. And, and you know, that can be put some stress on the ticker there. If you're, if you don't feel like your strategy is correct and you want to, you know, you're, nervous, you start making moves that maybe just cost you more money in the long run. So long run. Absolutely. Let that strategy play out. That's why, you know, that's why you get a plan. The plan's going to evolve and it should evolve just like we are going to evolve through retirement, but you don't just make those knee jerk reactions. And of course, if you're working with an advisor, uh, a great benefit to that is not only getting a good plan in place when you're working with Tony and you're talking with his great team, but it's also to kind of be that sounding board or maybe talk you off the ledge sometimes too, right? You know, exactly. you guys got to sometimes go calm down. <laughs> yes. And, and we, we had that just recently with a client. Mm-hmm. She's an older uh, woman and she really w- wants to, and th- it w- this really didn't have anything to do with the market, but 
we kind of talked her down a little bit off the ledge. Okay. But she wanted to pull a lot of money out of her retirement because she was really into remodeling her home. She's just got this this passion for Sure, it. that's and, a big thing for people, yeah. Yeah, and you know, we just talked about it, had a good conversation about, well, you know, I understand what you want to do and it's it's always nice to have a nice house, but at her age and she she's advanced in age, you know, really do you really want to go all out on this? I mean, maybe you just need to upgrade a little bit. Uh, uh, I see, and, gotcha. And get some nicer things, you know, not because I mean, it's, you know, uh, and I think I at least provided a different perspective that, you know, it, she can at least think about is That's know, maybe, a great point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe I can do a compromise of some kind. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean at the end of the day, it's her money. Do what you want. Money. But your yep. as your role is to advise her. OK, here's here's some pros. Here's some cons, you know, mm-hmm. and this this is some cons that I see that you might not. So mm-hmm. exactly. All right. Uh, so kind of keeping with that theme of, of later in life, thou shall not chase big returns too late in life. I am getting close to 50. I, I am next year I, in 2021, I will be 50 and I, I have to start and I am already starting now at 49. I'm starting to think about things a little differently, not just from an investing standpoint, but lots of things in life, right? I think once we hit 50 and over, we start to view things a bit different. And so I don't want to continue to look at, you know, my portfolio the way I did when I was 30. Exactly. And and that's a big point. And I'm 53 and I've, so I've been, I've been thinking that way for, for a few years gotcha. for sure. And, you know, it, I don't know why we all of a sudden start thinking about, you know, well, how, how long of time we have left maybe to work and earn money, uh, but let alone live. Probably that 65 number that's yeah. just been ingrained, right? We go, oh man, that's only 15 years away. Only 15 years, yeah. you know, and. So you, you've with the nest egg you have wherever you're at, it's important that you don't get too uh, maybe greedy, especially if you're behind <laughs> right. a little bit. Yep, and chase high returns for potential high risk. And, and that might be that panic button as well, then, right, Tony? Yeah. You're, you're you're panicking. Oh, I don't have enough, and so I'm chasing. And a lot of times, I, I know that you find this often. People come in for the first time, and that's the thought. And you're like, let me do the review, let me do the process, and you you actually in better shape than you think. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and once we take a look at things and, and kind of lay it out and let them know they're really not in as bad a shape as they thought, that they don't have to get that aggressive, you know, that late in life and still be able to, you know, if we can play it out and, you know, make some assumptions and some estimates, uh, have a pretty good retirement. And right. so I, I definitely think people in their 50s and 60s really should make sure they're taking a look at that because you, know, you don't want to be overly aggressive, I guess I should say, um, unless it really, that's just in your makeup. And even then I, I wouldn't potentially uh, recommend that. Yeah. Well, you're talking percentages, right? So percentages, yeah, yeah. it takes some yeah. percentages. If you, if that's your mindset and that's just really what kind of gets your blood flowing, uh, then have a plan in place that allows you to carve out a bit for that, uh, to right. kind of satisfy that itch, if you will, but not necessarily, you know, obviously we don't, we don't want to sacrifice your retirement. And again, that's the whole point. I mean, you can stress test this thing. That's the whole point of working with an advisor is you can stress test different scenarios uh, and different, you know, types of situations where you can say, okay, this is what might it might look like if you live to, you know, 85. And this yeah. is what it might look like if you live to 95. And this is what it might look like if, you know, if there's a downturn or whatever the case is. So there's ways to kind of go through that. There's a risk analysis, basically. And just that way you don't feel like you have to chase those big returns. So exactly, all good advice here following these financial commandments. Uh, a couple more I think we can squeeze in for this podcast. Uh, that shall not ignore the costs and fees, which mm-hmm. we wind up doing. We all talk about wanting to save money on costs and fees, but a lot of times you're surprised and shocked at exactly what you are paying. 
That's right. Well, you know, and, and this is one where most people know that that no investment, no matter what, is is totally free. Even if you, uh, some people get get kind of confused as well. I'm I'm doing my own planning right. before I have no cost, and and that's not true. Everything's got to cost. Yeah. I think breathing even costs money if you yeah. break it down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know it, it can vary. And and if you're working with an advisor, and and we're no different. You know, obviously it's just like your accountant or your attorney. You know, mm-hmm. we have to make money. Uh, for our advice. However, it's important to know exactly how much you're paying for that advice. And or uh, if you're not using an advisor, it's important to know how much, say for mutual funds example, you know what their expenses yeah. are because oh, that's, yeah. that's a fee. And uh, a lot of times, you know, and, and you gave an example that which is better, basically, you know, I'm getting an eight and a half percent return and I'm paying a 1% fee mm-hmm. or I'm getting a 10% return, and but I'm paying a 3% fee, you know, and Everybody spouts off their gross percent returns, but nobody talks about the net. And that's what, what's important because that's what you get to keep right. add to your portfolio. So I think you need to get you know all the information. You need to be able to understand how and uh, your fees or expenses are, are being calculated and know what percent they are so you can you know digest that because you know you take you, you take that out over 10, 20, 30 years, and the, the difference in fees can add up. And so you, obviously you want to try to keep them at a minimum, mm-hmm. but um, you'll never escape them completely. Yeah. And everything has, you know, there, there's no free lunches. Everything has a fee. And a lot of times folks will say, well, I'm only paying 1% to that point because that's what my advisor, let's say, is charging me. And it's like, well, that's just the advisor's fee. Exactly. Again, to your point, there's mutual fund fees. There's, all, you know, there's all these little hidden things that are in there. Uh, and sometimes you might wind up adding this up into that illustration. You might be saying, well, I'm getting 10%. That's awesome. But by the time you add everything up, you're paying almost four, you know, yeah. in fees. Well, then you're only making six. You make six. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which still and six is pretty good. But, you know, understand that. Right. Just understand it so that you are like, well, wait a minute. Why, why am I not up 10%? You know, shouldn't I have 10% more money? No, you only have 6% more money. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes the the lower number can be achieved uh, with less risk, exactly. And, yeah, you know, and and less fees. And so, therefore, you know, it, it for a lot of people makes them feel a little more comfortable at night. Yeah. Well, again, it's a plan. What do you need, like you specifically, right? Because everybody's different. What do you need to make things work for you? And a lot of times, you know, as Americans, as people, we just kind of, you know, we always want more and there's nothing wrong with that. We want to try to get as much as we can in, in places. But there comes a time, I think, in life, Tony, where, and in talking retirement, where, hey, if you've got it in the bag, if you're, you're pretty close to winning the game, then maybe stop playing or at least stop playing as hard. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so exactly. there's no reason to, for that. Yeah. There's no reason to risk it if you don't, if you don't need to, if you're basically there, then Hey, take the lower number, but if it's the safer number, because then you know that you're just, you're cruising at this point. Now you're just enjoying, now you're, you know, jumping in the car and just taking a ride in the country because you can. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes it. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Well, good. You're taking a ride to Napa because you want to. That's right, because I want it. There I enjoy go. it. And uh, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's do one more here. Thou shalt not overlook the importance of rebalancing and diversifying. And boy, 2020 has been a hello moment for <laughs> balancing and rediver- and diversifying, right? Because if you were diversified enough, you maybe didn't take a 30% hit in, uh, right. in March. Exactly. And with you know, the people we work with, we, we stress this, and I think most advisors do these days because I think this is the importance and the value of having someone help you. And, and basically, 
I don't want to say explaining the value of the of the fee we charge, but maybe, mm-hmm. maybe the uh, wh- you know what we're worth, so to speak. But if you just choose some investments and just say, you know, I'm going to set them on a shelf for 20 years and you know never rebalance or never diversify. I mean, you may or may not be okay. Right. And the, the importance of diversifying and of course rebalancing it every year is some asset classes go up a lot more than others in a particular year. And then you're overweighted in those, you know, and then you start the new year, you know, kind of kind of lopsided a little bit based on, again, your overall plan. And you want to rebalance that and keep those those asset classes. The exact percentages are very close to, you know, what your plan is. And then if your plan changes, you, you change those. But beyond that, though, you want to make sure that whatever you're doing, you want to be diversified over a lot of asset classes. Some people talk, no, you know. That's going to lower your return and that you can get better returns by just staying in, in you know, one asset class, for example, mm-hmm. very aggressive. But most people aren't, aren't, don't have the stomach for that. And they, they just as soon be diversified so that at least, you know, when, when we do have these crazy fluctuations, something that you own is, is doing well. You may have a few that aren't, but that helps level out the, the volatility. Right, so right. I just think you've got to make adjustments along the way. And you've got to hopefully have somebody in your corner helping you with this. Cause I think this is where more do it yourselfers don't pay attention. Yeah. Well, we were talking about fees just a second ago and, and then you mentioned the word value. There's nothing wrong with fees. If you're getting value for the fee that you're paying, Correct, uh, yes. I use the cheeseburger analogy, you know, analogy all the time. Uh, if you just, if you're hankering for a cheeseburger and you, you can go to McDonald's and get a cheap one, just understand that you're getting a cheap, right? It's, it's not costing you a lot, and you're getting a cheap burger. Yeah. Or you can go to your, you know, favorite mom and pop, or or something where they build, you know, this make this extravagant burger that maybe cost you eight bucks or nine mm-hmm. bucks versus the two dollar McDonald one. And you're get, are you getting value for that eight dollar cheeseburger? If you are, then it's worth it to you. Right. Yes, exactly. So that's the same kind of idea when it comes to working with an advisor. Are they bringing value to you? Is it, you know, is it helping you in the long run? Yes, there's costing you fees, but there's costing you fees and everything. So do the fees justify the value that you're getting, the advice that you're getting, uh, the support that you're getting? And sometimes it's it's more than just picking, you know, a few things in the market, obviously, you know, a complete planning review of a process like Tony goes through all the things that he does. It's more than just he as an EA and a CFP. It's not just you're not just a stockbroker. You're not just picking stocks. If you want that, you could, yeah, you could do that on your own. I mean, that's easy enough to do. Own. Exactly. Yeah. In today's world. Especially. In today's world, especially. Yeah. You're getting yeah. that holistic advice that, that kind of the A to Z, if you will. And to your point, sometimes it's that sounding board advice, like that story with the lady earlier. Uh, you know, you're not going to be able to call up uh, your robo advisor and ask, you know, hey, should I remodel my kitchen? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, it's, and I, I tell, you know, prospective clients, you know, a lot when we sit down, because I take them through a series of interviews right. to determine if, you know, if we're the right fit. But, you know, if I hear somebody's, you know, saying, well, you know, I expect to have returns at or better than the S&P every year. And what I tell them is, you know what, you, you don't need me because I could tell you very easily how to go do that. And you can just go buy a fund and you'll have that. You're, you know, you're going to have 500 maybe stocks. Uh, of which 20 will do very well, the others won't, and, right. and you'll get whatever the S&P gets. But you know, if you've got some things in your life and, and you want more than just that, right? then I think that's where the, the value of it is. If you want some help play. with uh, Social Security, how to, you know, the strategy that goes with that, how to you know, 
you know, do tax planning, not just tax prep, so that you're right. keeping as much as possible, uh, how it's all going to work, a legacy, you know, all these kind of things, then, yeah, that's what you're turning to an advisor for, not exactly. just, like you just pointed out, uh, to pick a fund and jump into the S&P. All right. Well, I think that was a good show. I appreciate your time as always. I think that hopefully people learn something from that. And if you've got questions, as always, reach out to Tony at 844-707-7381. Before you take any action, again, you should always check with a qualified professional like Tony, who is an EA and a CFP of over 20 years. So give him a call at 844-707-7381 or go to yourplanningpros.com. And while you're there, you could subscribe to the podcast, Plan with the Tax Man. There's also a lot of good tools, tips, and resources to be found at yourplanningpros.com. And we'll finish it off with a fun little getting to know you. Uh, Tony, what's a habit that some people have that drives you nuts? I'll tell you, the, the, my real pet peeve, and, and maybe you can relate to this, maybe some of the audience can, is I think with all the technology we have, even on our phones, it amazes me in this day and age when you when you make an appointment with somebody and then they, they'll they call you up or, or email you and like 10 minutes before, hey, I, I can't make it, I forgot about it. Or I, I find it weird that people tend to, they can't commit. I'm not talking in, in professional life appointments with me. I'm just, I'm actually talking personal. Uh-huh. It drives me crazy when, when friends of mine, you know, they'll commit, oh, yeah, sure. you know, hey, let's go play golf or something. And they'll call up 15 minutes before, Hey, I forgot. I got to take my yeah. son to the soccer. Like, you didn't know that, you know, right. two days ago right. or, or, you know, it just, it's like, I, I just can't. It's more uh, of a lame excuse to get out of that. I'd rather you call I me and say, is. Hey man, I'm just, I don't want to today. I'm sorry. Right. You know, right. <laughs> I should have said something sooner, but I just don't want to. Don't, you know, don't give me a fake excuse. Yeah. When I was younger, it it never really bothered me, but it it just, I I notice it more now that we're all just kind of, sometimes we jump to the next best thing or uh, maybe we committed and when we were in the mood, now we're not in the mood. Right. Yeah. It's just kind of crazy, but uh, I I don't know. Yeah. We get busy. It makes sense. Right. But I think you're right. As we age, I think our tolerance for our, our, well, our respect for our own time grows. It grows. I, I think that's probably more it. You know, it's yeah. it's respect for my time, and and I try to respect everybody else's time as as well. I try not to do that, and um, because I know I know I don't like it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's it's almost like the 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 doctor analogy with that. Uh, we get so frustrated, right? You go your doctor's oh. appointments at ten o'clock. You get there, they ask you to get there fifteen minutes early. You do, and you still wait an hour. And you're like, well, can I bill you for the hour I waited? Because you know darn well if I didn't show up, you'd bill me. You know. I, you know what? I, I actually, I, I actually said that once because I, I was there for like an hour and a half, and I told him, you know, I, I seem like I have a good relationship with my doctor, but I said, you know, doc, I mean, you know, you're not valuing my time. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm busy too, and yeah. uh, I, I told him, I said, as a business owner, a business owner, it sounds to me like you're overworked and you don't have the staff, right? Uh, yeah. You know, if you're constantly running an hour and a half behind, I said, I know, you know, th- this kind of stuff's different than mine. You know, you might have had an emergency, who knows, but. Yeah, it, it, it is really frustrating. <laughs> yeah, and they always will. I know we got busier today than we anticipated or yeah. so-and-so had an issue. And, you know, what are you supposed to say, right? Because it's health, right? But it's still, it we, is. we all relate to it. We all go, oh, man, I'm going to yeah. start billing my doctor for every time he makes me wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, well, folks. Well, there you go. What pet peeve drives you crazy? Uh, you know, I, we all have them. Uh, it's part of life, but uh, we do our best to give them to them and through them. And, of course, if you need help getting to and through retirement, reach out to Tony. And we're going to wrap up here on Plan with the Tax Man. So have yourself a great week. Stay safe and sane. Uh, Tony, enjoy your trip. And the next time we guys talk to you, 
uh, we will probably still not know who the president is, even though we're going to yeah. do our next session after the election. But uh, got a feeling that this one might take a while. This one might take a while, and, and I'm sure there's going to be some some good stories and some things to talk about for some sure. back and forth, yeah. All right, well, stay safe and sane, folks. We'll see you next time here on the program. Thanks so much for your time. We'll see you later on Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow of Tax Doctor Inc. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through Avantax Insurance Agency.